welcome to episode 32 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brian Levin. And I'm Bryn Jackson. This week we talk to two of our favorite Aussies, Russell Ivanovich and Mark Edwards. Both of them are co-founders of independent studios out in Australia. Russell is the co-founder of Shifty Jelly. Mark is the co-founder of Django. It was our first ever two-part episode. You'll be able to live stream the second part tonight, or you can listen to it on Wednesday when it comes out. Like a normal podcast does. If you haven't been following us, uh, our, we do live stream these episodes on Periscope. You can follow us on Periscope at Design Details FM is our username. Just like Twitter. We, we usually announce it a couple hours before. It generally tends to be Monday and Wednesday around 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, but follow us on Twitter as well at Design Details FM. And we will tweet out before we live stream these episodes. Uh, so you can catch up on the content about a week before it goes out. So it's a nice... Nice little preview. You can literally see behind the scenes. It is behind the scenes. You can see my kitchen. It's unfortunate. That's not reason enough to watch, then I don't know. Thank you again so much to everyone who has been voting for us for Podcast of the Year at the Net Awards. It's been an awesome week, awesome feedback. If you are enjoying the show, we'd love your vote. Just go to designdetails.fm. We have a banner along the top that will uh, take you to the voting page. We are in the running for Podcast of the Year, so if you want to give us a vote, we'd appreciate it. As always, we want to thank our sponsors for making this show possible. Thank you so much to Icon Finder for sponsoring this episode of Design Details. Something a little bit different this time, though. Uh, they've teamed up with a few designers who are working on an icon set called Dream Icons. The designers are raising money from selling these icons, and all of the money that, that they're raising goes to a foundation called I Have a Dream, which is helping terminally ill children have a dream fulfilled. So, for example, uh, you might have a child get to go see their favorite band play, uh, be a singer for a day. It's in a really amazing foundation and it's so cool to see icon finder helping support that mission if you go to iconfinder.com slash dream icons you can grab the icon set it's just 10 bucks but all the money is going to support the i have a dream foundation it's really great for the design community they're also really awesome icons they're gorgeous outline icons with all sorts of random shapes and and nouns that you might not have seen before like there's some some really cool bikes and scooters and animals and buildings so check it out if you go to iconfinder.com slash dream icons and support the I Have a Dream Foundation. So thank you so much to Icon Finder for making that collaboration possible and for bringing it to this show. With that, let's get into episode 32 with Russell Ivanovich and Mark Edwards. So the first question we always ask is, what are you working on right now? Uh, currently, I'm working on server stuff. It's not really my server thing, stuff. Feels on holidays, so I get to be the server <laughs> guy while it's gone. But no, um, Pocket Cast for iOS is the next big thing. Yes. In fact, you're, you're fixing stuff in the hotel room before we came. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Mark, we can't leave for another 10 minutes. <laughs> We're going to get back up to uh, par with Android. Is that what's happening? Yeah, so we... No, no, no. So we, we, got, <laughs> we got the Android release like where we want it to be. It's yeah. really nice. I it's mean, incredible. I, yeah, I won a Material Design Award. So go Phil and Chris. Well done. Yeah. So the next thing is to try and get the iOS app to the same level. Because we've... I don't know, for the last few years, we've always kind of been pushing Android first. So that release is where we try new stuff, where we... Push everything into, and then the iOS one tends to you know pick up the best bits from that, and we kind of add a bit more as well. Android first is not a very common thing, but how did you guys approach that? So the very first time we did Android first, it was just an experiment. No one else was doing it, and we thought, hey, why the hell not? Like, let's try and one, let's try and make it into a big thing, but let's try and get some press around it as well. And it worked so well that we've done it ever since. So these days, I think. For every four copies of Pocket Cast we sell on Android, we sell one on iOS. So, kind of where everyone is. So, we go there first. I just watched the Verge's um, best yeah. podcast app thing today. And yours was the one listed for Android and Overcast, I think, for yeah. iOS. So, hey, Marco, if you're listening, that's my job is to dethrone Marco. <laughs> oh, man, I wish Marco was listening. <laughs> no, but that, that is, that's, that's, I'm our like, main iOS developer. So, it's my job over the next yeah. three months that, that the next time they do that, it's our app and our app. Yeah, should be cool. I'm down with that. <laughs> I use Pocket Casts. I'm, and actually about 20% of our listeners use Pocket Casts. Well, there you go. Way yeah. higher than anyone but iTunes. So Awesome. Chris so has done a good you. job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 19% of those are just Chris pressing like download, delete, download, delete. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope not. So really thank you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, so what are you working on these days? Um, working on, so we just released Scala Preview 2. The um the Mac app's out now, but the the iOS app is um still in review. So we'll, hopefully that'll come in the next few days. And I'm definitely still working on Scala, the main design tool we've been working on for years now. So 
Um, yeah, well, we're also working on Scala View 2 with um, with Russell's partner, Phil, and okay. and Russell a little bit and other people. So that's, that's going well. So we're almost almost done on that as well. And what else have we got? Just a whole bunch of um, maintenance stuff for iStat menus and our other products. We're trying to, yeah, keep them all up to date as well. So How do you guys know each other? Everyone uh, in Australia knows everyone. There's only, there's only eight people in the, in the whole country. <laughs> they say the population is 23 million, but I don't I, I don't think, think we're pretty much the, one of the only... I, we're, pretty, we're pretty much the only two indie development companies I'll, still I'll, standing. I want to get to the bottom like of this. Someone asked me, how did you meet Mark? And I well, have McKinney no too. idea. And uh, we know Alex Johnston as well. Yeah, but he lives in America now. We've, he we've does, but I, I met him when he still lives in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, yep, yep. It seems every year, that's when I meet the most Australians is WWC week. <laughs> no, no, I have to know, Mark. How do we actually meet? Because I don't remember. Uh, it was probably the One More Thing conference. Ah, uh, that might have been it. So there was. I a mean, conference that, was that was certainly really early on. Twenty eleven, yep. maybe okay. Australia. Okay, and they had iOS developers and I guess designers speaking. And I think Mark and I both spoke there. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that probably. Was. And, and then Australia's small. So yeah, Australia's very yeah. small. The scene is is tiny. There. There's really only. I mean, it, it, there's a lot happening, but the community not- is tiny because it seems like a pretty big country. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a big country. Is but it's tiny. But it's, it's yeah. There's 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 really there's there's a very small community when it comes to iOS, Android, yeah. okay. Mac, whatever development. And in so. fact, probably ninety five percent of them are all doing um, contract work. So they all work for you know big clients, all these different companies in Australia. I think Mark's probably not joking when he says there's not that many indie developers like over there. Yeah, in in terms of um, indie companies who have products who are surviving on on just the you know the income not from doing products, contracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's probably. Less, definitely less than ten, I'd say. Okay. Why do you think it's so few? Uh, I, I think, I think, I mean, there were, there were more. I think it's, I think right now, so you guys are probably experiencing this too. I, I think there are people making it work, but but I think right now the, the the gold rush is over in a lot of respects, and a lot of people have just had to get jobs, real jobs, and and also that you know Australia, while it is a big country, it's not, it's the population's not that big, so. There was never that many indie developers to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But it certainly, it feels like it's smaller now than, than say, 2009. Yeah. It's definitely shrunk in the last few years. And I think there's some iOS developers and Android developers that just couldn't make it. They couldn't make enough money. And there were others that were making good money, but they just, they looked at it and said, hey, we've been doing this for the last, you know, five years. Let's go do something different. So, a lot of those guys have now moved to the US or, you know, other big companies like that. And I, I think they just prefer it. You know, they're, they're after a bit of a change. Where do you both see your own companies going like is do you want to stay indie forever do you see yourself maybe well, moving do you want to get big to, enough to <laughs> obviously you want to get big enough to not be indie maybe no like, that's, not be that's not the idea so i know a lot of people say this and sometimes it's just lip service but when phil and i started shifty jelly we said we never want to be more than six people okay. and right now we've hit five so there's literally only room for uh-huh. one you know one more person and the reason for that is i've used to work at a lot of big companies and there are some benefits, like obviously funding and scale and all that sort of thing, but you start to lose something, like you have to hire project managers and they need like different teams. And right now at Shifty Jelly, you know, we've got five people working together. There is no segmentation of teams or, or even roles apart from, I guess, design and development. Um, it's just really nice. You know, everyone is in the same room. We all get to talk to each other. I think any bigger than that, and it's not a company I want to be part of. Like, I think you have the choice. You can try and start something that's, you know, going to change the world and whatever else. Or you can be like, eh, I just want to make a company that, you know, is fun and I get to work in. And that that's kind of the choice that Phil and I made. We're just like, we're going to set up a company that's, that's fun to work at. I can certainly understand that. I mean, it always looks like you guys are having a lot of fun. I think, what was the Australian newspaper photo? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah, that story was awesome. So Monica was the only person who didn't get to come out to... Um, I.O. So she wasn't there when we got the award. And then our local... Didn't, didn't get to, didn't get to. Wasn't it your choice? <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't even know we were going to be given an award for, for like a start. So that's that's one reason she wasn't here. And then we got a like a call from our local, I say local newspaper, but it's like South Australia wide. It's called The Advertiser. And it's like, oh, we need photos of you guys. I'm like, well, none of us are there. So like just call Monica and see what you can do. So she, there was an awesome photo. <laughs> then put this front page of the yeah. newspaper, which is pretty insane. And then it's just her holding like three... I think iPads or tablets or whatever with, with our faces <laughs> on the it's, it Look look it up. It's the best photo like I've seen in a long time. And We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, she got to be part of the whole thing as well, even though she's back in Australia. And I was joking about this. The weird thing is that being on the front page of a newspaper is somehow way cooler than being recognized at a you know an international conference, which is weird. You'd think the other one would be, huh. 
Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But it's, there's something about print and actually being physically there in print. I've had so many people calling me from Do you have it know, framed home yet? and everything. What's up? Did you have it framed yet? No, I haven't. It's back in Australia. <laughs> like I've, I've only seen pictures of it. But I've had so many like family members and other. It's just an elaborate troll. <laughs> <laughs> Chris just photoshopped it up. Yeah, guess what, Russell? We're on the front page. Yeah, that, that could Your mom is so that. happy. <laughs> Bam! Gotcha. <laughs> Damn you, Chris. Okay, and what about uh, what about you? What's what, your, what's the question again? Where <laughs> company trajectory from trajectory, indie company? What do you want to be doing? Uh, well, we'll take it as it comes. I mean, I, I think I'm similar to Russell in that I I always wanted to be in the trenches i want to mm. be i want to be doing our design work i don't want i don't want to be managing stuff i mean i'm not sure that's certainly not where we're headed anyway and it's not something that i'm i'd probably be suited to anyway but i, I i've always wanted to do our design work and mm-hmm. um i think i'm probably not likely to relinquish control of that anytime soon like i just yeah, really want that so i think we can only expand a little bit we've kind of it's it's been interesting with Scala. That's sort of almost a it's almost like a side project for Django. It's um something I really really wanted to do, and thankfully um, my business partner was okay with that, and so we've kind of mm. we've been on that for a long time, and that's actually a separate team. So we'll see how that goes, but I don't, I don't think we really want to expand much either. I think similar sort of size to to what Russell's talking about would be good. So. It seems like a lot of the tools based teams are doing things like that. Like Sketch doesn't seem like it's getting very big, or Bohemian Coding, I guess. How big is Sketch? I don't know. I only ever hear from like four or five people over there, so I have no idea. That yeah, I think I think feel big. I think they're under ten or something, or about yeah. ten. So, yeah. I mean, the other thing that I've always joked to Mark about—it's only probably twenty percent joke—is that when we struggle, I want to be bought out by Bajango and work on Scala. So, no pressure, Mark, but you got to make this work. <laughs> but then you have to do Scala for Android, and that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So were all of you Android users before you started working that way? Ah, uh, no. So the way we got into Android is I think we've been doing iOS for about two years. And the history of that is iOS in Australia was huge when it first launched. I think it was on 3 million phones. And in a country of 23 million people, that is insane. And Android was just nowhere to be seen. Like we didn't have all the marketing pushes that apparently, you know, had the Droid campaign here. And we didn't have any of that in Australia. So iOS was everywhere. We got into that. Two years later, Android started to become a thing. And we just got constant requests and we just kept saying, no, like we don't have Android phones. We don't do Android development. Why would we do this? And all of a sudden the phone turned up in the mail. Like one of our users was just like that passionate. He's like, I can't use this phone until you guys put your apps on it. Here's my phone. <laughs> he just mailed it to us, like turned up in the post. And we're like, oh, and now I felt really bad. Like this person had mailed me like their their phone. And so we- this What? Is, <laughs> this is probably the That's best- That's a hell of a guilt trip. <laughs> I know, it worked. This is probably like the stupidest and the best thing we've ever done. We just- That's probably one of your competitors. <laughs> Check this out. I'm going to make them run Android apps. <laughs> so so screw all their iOS we literally, We literally down tools for like uh, three It was weeks. me, okay? You know it was me. Well, I, I got Mark back later by sending him Minecraft and it's that shot his company down. Yeah. <laughs> I still play it. But no, that's how we got into it. So we just, on a whim, we, we built this up, you know, almost for this one person who'd mailed us a phone, which sounds ridiculous looking back on it. And it was really well received. You know, it didn't sell that well in the early days, but we just found like that the Android user base was like passionate and like just really nice to us. And we've kind of warmed to them ever since. Like, you know, we do everything there now as well as iOS. Well, you've been a very outspoken proponent of Android, specifically over iOS, it sounds like, uh, or at least to Gruber, which is most of the conversation I, I see. Yeah, I, I think I kind of fall somewhere in between. So I, th- I think a lot of people accuse me of being like an Apple fanboy and a lot of people accuse me of being an Android fanboy. And I'm like, you can't really be both guys. But my thing is, I don't, I don't like the group think on a lot of things. Like some mm-hmm. people like, you know, everything Apple does is amazing. And I'm not going to single out Gruber in particular, but they're... Their whole thing is like, let's put a spin on this that makes Apple look good. And you've got the same thing, exactly the same thing on the Android side. You've got all these really passionate Android blogs that are like, this thing that Android did first is the best thing that was <laughs> ever done. And I, I fall in between. Like, I think yeah. Apple does some really nice stuff. I mean, I've got the Galaxy S6 here. I'm really ashamed to admit it, but Samsung does some really nice stuff as well. You know, the, the camera on the screen and this phone is amazing. And admit it. <laughs> I, I am because, you know, Samsung does a lot of other questionable things. But I think you've got to give them props. Like, that is an amazing bit of hardware and i think it's a better piece of hardware than than the iphone i don't think there's anything weird about that some people get all carried away and they're like oh you can't say that and you know but i'm like you can say whatever you want yeah i mean i can say <laughs> whatever the opinion, hell i want man and you're allowed to accuse me of being like biased either way i don't care i just use the best tech 
Like that's always been my thing. And I only actually switched to Android late last year. Like before that, I'd kind of switch for a few weeks and be like, eh, this is not good enough. But ever since, you know, 5.0 has been out on like decent phones, I'm like, this is now better than iOS for me. And it's not 100% better. It's not like I can't go back, but it's definitely better to me anyway. It was the Moto X, wasn't it? That was the point where. Yeah. Yeah. The Moto X was the one phone that made me consider Android. Mm -hmm. Like it just seemed like such, it was the right size. It seemed like the right set of features. It. It's beautiful. Yeah, and there was something indescribable about it. Yeah, like you say, it's just all those things. It wasn't the top-end hardware. Yeah, any of that not stuff, at all. But there was just something about it. And it's funny, we have this thing at Christmas time. We do, uh, do you guys have Secret Santa yeah. in the US? Yeah. So we take ours at Shifty to the next level. I think each person gets like $600 and they get to buy something for the other person. So Phil actually bought me like a Moto X with like a leather back and stuff. It was a really nice phone. I just fell in love with it. Like I just switched instantly. I'm like power down, like turn on. Yeah, that, that was my <laughs> <laughs> So right. this week we came out with an episode where two iOS developers and then Bryn and I, who are both Yeah, Apple I see a people. lot of Apple Watches in this room for yeah, accounts. But we were all like recapping basically the IO announcements. I'm seriously impressed that Mark matched his band to his shirt. <laughs> that was deliberate, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. For sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. It's also the only band I've got, but that's okay. <laughs> Anyways, I'd be curious to hear how... What's your reaction to Android M and some of the other announcements from last week as like an Android both developer and user? Yeah, so as a user, I'm absolutely thrilled about the permission stuff. Like iOS has had that for a long time. Android has always had this more, I guess, OS 10 model where an app can say, here are the permissions I want to use. So when you come to install an app and it's like, oh, you know, I want to read your SMS and I want to whatever, like, it's like, yeah, like really? Like, it's maybe like the I- Facebook style. Yeah, Facebook basically asks for every permission that exists. And Facebook needs that for like all the different features, but I don't want to use some of those Mm. features. And there's no way to say, sure, I want to do this and this over Facebook, but I don't want to do this. And now finally there is, and that's really exciting to me as a user. I know that's a pretty minor thing, but as a developer, this is going to sound weird, but I'm excited that they didn't do too much. Like Mm -hmm. 5.0 was a massive change, both in terms of APIs and and visual styles, and it took yeah, us six material months. design was a significant change. Yeah, it took us six months to, to catch up to that change, and I feel like there's still things that we need to refine. And so the fact that they kind of doubled down and they're just tweaking a lot of the internal APIs and things that you know, are not really user-facing, that's exciting to us. It means we get to replace you know, some of the code that we hacked together with some Google code instead and you know, things like that. It sounds like you don't have to change anything visually since they just basically told you you were the best. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong here? Matthias Duarte brought us into a room and he's like, you guys are the best. Well, we did receive our award first, so... No, I'm not saying there's anything in that. First but, and um, the best? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's true. There's still some things, I think, that need tweaking in our app. But yeah, I mean, hats off to the team. They did, did a really good job on it. I think that shows that they got material design the initial launch of it, right? It's, it's pretty close. I mean, you'd kind of hope that the, there wouldn't be a material design and iOS 7 style reboot every year because- well, <laughs> That'd be exhausting, right? Yeah, it'd be, exhaust- it'd be exhausting for everyone. It'd be exhausting for the people working on it, Google and Apple. And just every well. user in the world, like adapting to- Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yep, yeah. And it just, I mean, it, it, it certainly, those both of those reboots killed a lot of apps and made just life really difficult i mean we're talking about indie developers not surviving that's that's all part of it when mm. ios 7 comes out and everyone's like hey where's your ios 7 app on day two they're like you know why haven't you jerks finished that um <laughs> it, it, it's, it's it's a lot of it's a yeah, lot of work to do promptly a lot of one stars just because it's not yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just because it doesn't have a new unified um you know nav bar and status bar or whatever whatever it is that you want <laughs> you know flat <flattened laughs> gradients it's it's yeah and you get a lot of feedback on that and it's it's um it's stuff that to do it properly is non-trivial yeah. and it's a lot of work and I'm I'm really I really hope I mean we haven't heard what's happening with iOS 9 yet but um I'm hoping that's a similar thing where it's just like just keep tightening the screws don't worry about yeah. rebooting the whole thing you've you've already done that <laughs> I've heard a lot of people suggesting or requesting I'm not sure what it, what they're exactly going for but saying that there should be an iOS version of the dark mode on Mac OS Oh yeah yeah I yeah, love that. I love dark mode But on iOS that sounds like like you have to create a whole new screen for every single view. Yeah, because the second they put that in the OS, you know that users are going to start asking for like that in apps. Yeah, like, almost immediately. I'd, yeah. I'd, just settle, I'd just settle for the iOS 6 style status bar where it's just black background, white text. Just let it blend into the bezel and let the app be the app. And we'll That's worry fair. About it. I like but, that. Yeah. Been working on something like that. It's really nice. <laughs> 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 I like that look. I don't know. 
You work on a lot of Mac apps too, right? So yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the? I guess Yosemite was last year, but some of those aesthetic changes and how's that impacted you? I really like it. I, I think it's it was great because it was um it seemed like more of a refinement than a reboot, and and I, I really like dark mode, so I like the um the the dark menu bar in Yosemite and um just some of the other changes that have been made. The icons I think were a big improvement. There's um. You know, not all of them were massively better, but I think overall um, the, the grid system for OS X and the icon system and sure. the actual icons that shipped, the built-in apps were, were great. So, yeah, I've been finding Yosemite really easy to d- design for, whereas I think iOS 7, yeah, it's, I, I think a lot of changes and a lot of things were fixed in iOS 8 and I'm hoping for more in iOS 9, but Yosemite I don't think needs the same. I think I'd be happy for them to just... Keep going. Keep refining, yeah. Yeah, except, keep refining. Except maybe the transparent sourceless thing. That, that thing can die in a fire, like honestly. Wait, the what? <laughs> you know, uh, develop the sidebar. sourceless. Is it called sidebar? Or, or whatever. It's, it's, I guess on iPad it's called, what, master and... That would be the master. Uh, master the details detail. The other side. Yeah, 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 Anyway, yeah. that little thing on the Either left. Either way, you're, t- you're talking about blur, blur and vibrancy. And yeah, I don't, I don't mind blur and vibrancy. It's just in that one spot where I'm trying to read this tiny little font. That's like I always turn thin. it off. Yeah. But the problem is you can't just turn that off. You have to... Yeah, the transparency. It changes yeah. a whole bunch yeah. of other stuff. Like yep. the volume um, overlay then gets re- really weird yep. corners. Yeah. yeah, is that fixed yet? I... I actually I would hope they fix that now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you're asking my opinion of Yosemite and the design, I think that's the blur and vibrancy, kind of the two only complaints I would really have. I think on iOS and on OS 10, those are kind of, they're just very difficult things to live with. They don't necessarily work correctly all the time because of what they have to do because it's like I think it's like an overpass shader blur filter whatever like it's it's technically very difficult and very right. challenging so certain aspects of it are, ch- are cheated and there's um other things that weird things that happen like the um menu bar drop downs the um anti-aliasing gets made more extreme because there's you know when you're doing uh, like the vibrancy change that that changes the gamma of the anti-aliasing and there's just a, a lot of really weird artifacts that that happen because of a design decision it's like it just feels like maybe that wasn't i mean they, they had to do something that looked different and interesting and cool and and something i think for ios they did it possibly because that was something that presented the hardware and and in the best light and it was like hey we can do this because we've, we're integrated we make our own os as well as the hardware and you know this would be difficult for another platform to do but ultimately i think it had lots of negative repercussions especially on os 10 maybe not so much on ios where you've got kind of everything full screen so the blur kind of it's works a little bit better sometimes. Yeah, but I, th- I think it kind of works a lot, a lot better on iOS, especially on the phone. Um, but in Yosemite and uh, iOS 10, I find you don't necessarily need it in the sidebar to maintain context. Whereas in iOS, the main focus is like, okay, you, you're not losing anything. You can still see it a little bit like, yeah. behind it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I dig it. I've been using a lot on iOS stuff that I designed, but that's just because it's handy and for like uh, modal overlays and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good default. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was that point. <laughs> Last week we had Sam Sophus and Caleb Davenport on and we just shitted on Google's design. <laughs> so we were having an Android developer. We were very excited. A little excited. too harsh. Yeah. Well, we were hardest on their, their marketing site. Because that, that, it's that's ridiculous. Why I'm here. Google actually sent me around to uh, sort you guys out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you said the marketing site. So you're talking about all the art speak BS. It's like yes, okay, yes, improvisation. That, I know, we can't do this two weeks in a row. Okay, so every single <laughs> let's get them back on the stream. So, so every single big tech company has that problem, and they're they're all pumping out these adjectives that just make no sense at all. And I don't think you can really single Google out on this one. Like everyone's doing it. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm the same. You read some of these sites. Like, I'm this is this is what I do as a job. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of feel like I've got a reasonably good handle on some of this stuff. And like, I don't know what half you the just words talked you're using about are. the details of gamma in anti-aliasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I've never heard anyone say that before. <laughs> yes, with passion too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep passion. <laughs> I change the gamma. <laughs> like you're tweeting yeah, about out the yeah, gamma. No, no, no. I, 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 feel, I feel I feel like I have to defend that point because the thing is, okay, so people are really people are really passionate about subpixels. You've heard it. I'm sure it's for. I like, was just for, reading all your subpixels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. for like web design people. People get really fired up when you turn off subpixel anti-aliasing on a website, which is the we're using the or even grayscale anti-aliasing. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. oh yeah. So it's just where you use the um, the RGB uh, subpixel pattern of the LCD display to then get some extra resolution. And like people are really finicky, and they're like, "Oh, you got to turn that on because it's awesome and it's way better." Even on Retina, I can tell the difference. And like, yeah, really, can you? Um, <laughs> and so people get get really passionate about that, and they're like, "This is the way it absolutely has to be." And then something like vibrancy comes along and just ruins all of that and, and changes the gamma. So like it makes things um, look sharper, fatter, whatever, like it just completely destroys it. 
and tears it apart. And I don't see how you could care about subpixel aliasing on one hand and then accept vibrancy with all the deficiencies that come with it mm-hmm. with, with the way that it works currently. I mean, that, that might be fixable, but it's... Um, well, I feel like, I feel like it's really some that. issues. Like it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. You think this is going away, though, as we move towards... I think at the end of the post, you said, like, with retina screens, this becomes less and less relevant every year, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not just retina screens. So it's also the um, the the way that the, the panels are manufactured. There's a certain sub-pixel pattern. So each like pixel is split. Like the Apple Watch is yeah, what yeah. you're sharing, yeah. Yeah, now, what's it called? And the like? MacBook, the new MacBook, has a different pixel pattern. Oh, hey, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, okay. mo- they, moved, the, the, um, they it, moved the little piece, the controller, off the side a little bit so it's even brighter right okay is that the s why well, i forgot what it's called the watch uses it's an oled s something no at this point yeah i am basically for for and the reason why that um for the watch i believe it's because the um the blue has a shorter half-life for oled because it's organic they, they decay over time so the the blue has a shorter half-life that means the color temperature of the display changes over time and i think Think I, I'm probably going to be completely wrong about this, but um, you I better think- not be. We're all going to know. <laughs> <laughs> this is historical now. So, so, so the the on the on the watch, the the blue subpixel is um is is on the right hand side and it's longer. It's twice the height of the the red and the green. And I think I, I suspect the reason they do that is because it means they can over time um as it as the 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 brightness of the subpixel goes down, they can crank it up in software so that basically they could counteract the um the the, the, the color shift over time. So, <laughs> anyway, but whatever. It's ba- so, so, what happens is this different displays have different subpixel patterns. Mm-hmm. So, the, the actual the pixels are arranged differently. And what that means is you can't use a technique that relies on them being a certain pattern, which is what subpixel anti-aliasing does. And as soon as you've got device rotation as well, that destroys it too. Right. I mean, you could kind of get it working, but it would be very complex. And for a retina display, it kind of doesn't matter at all. So, the end result is that none of the mobile OSs do any kind of subpixel anti-aliasing and certainly retina displays mean like it's just really not needed anymore right and there's other issues with like font weights and stuff I'm sure you guys have seen that 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 certain fonts if you've got subpixel anti-aliasing turned on look fatter especially light text on dark right or in Firefox (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) so they they removed the part of the pixel that is in front of the the actual red green blue because right. it, they could get more light out of it with less power that way. Okay, yep, sure. Makes sense. I did look at my facts real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we were heading into material design for a minute there, mm. briefly. Yes. Well, we, we tried. Yeah. <laughs> we started, but then there was Gamma to talk about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, material you, design. It's kind of the opposite thing, of vibrancy yeah, and blur. So, uh, I'll catch this in, with the fact that I'm not actually a designer. I don't pretend to be a designer. That's why we employ a designer. But I, I like it. Like, I think... There's there's a simplicity to it, and there's also a depth to it, which I think, you know, in iOS seven, Apple went through the whole depth using blur and depth using like, you know, things moving around and elevation, and I I don't think that's the same as just putting a simple drop shadow on something and sliding it over something else. Like I think there's so some- you're saying it's just more drop shadows. Careful, <laughs> 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 some some gloss, some drop shadows. We'll just go right back to iOS six. No, I'm, I'm not saying. I, I think it's a it's a much cleaner design. Like for anyone that yeah, saw Android four, is. you know, no offense to anyone who worked on Holo. I haven't met anyone on that team yet, so I can pay them out. But it was terrible. Like it was, it was consistently shocking. Like they managed to unify the whole OS to look the same, but it, it looked horrendous. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when five material design came along, I mean, you can say what you want about the specs and how they're written and. You know, is the language a bit this and that? I don't even, I don't read them, to be honest. I just look at the pretty pictures. But because uh, <laughs> I'm a developer. Uh, but it's it's a really solid spec. And it, it the way Google have always um, talked about it to us, it's a guideline. You guys can do whatever yeah. the hell you want. But here are the guidelines. If you want to break the guidelines, fine. Just have a good reason for doing it. And, and I think there's something really elegant about, you know, apps that are built with material design. You can obviously go too far just like you can with iOS. Like you can, oh, you can make a stark white app and put like really light Helvetica text like everywhere that's like grey or whatever. That looks terrible. And you can do the same with material design. But I think you sparing, like it's, I, I almost prefer it as a design language. I mean, again, I'm not a designer. So if I have to like duck under the table after no, saying I, that. Honestly, as a system for what, it, for what they introduced it as, which was basically a system that is a, a good group of sensible defaults for developers, yeah, which is what they originally said it was. Um, I think it's great. I love that they're they're giving people the basics of spacing and hierarchy and color and all these things for free without having to like send them to an art school. 
you know (laughs) that's wonderful uh the language yeah i I agree that could use some work but the logic um where things are set heights above a background it's not like you tweaking every single pixel of blur and like size of a drop shadow that's great yeah like that makes a lot of sense so the one concern i have is whether it belongs on the web or not like i think it's perfect on mobile i think it's perfect on like a lot of devices i i think the fact that they're trying to say this is one design language for everywhere is a bit yeah when it starts to get onto websites like i've seen i have seen some nice you know material design things like inbox and things like but they're not it feels like it's almost constraining it like you you know what i mean like do you think that's for google's own products because that for that it seems to make sense it's like hey this is our thing and it looks like our thing it feels just like on your phone (laughs) (laughs) but my my problem is at work i have a 34 inch like widescreen monitor it's just a different context of using it so like yeah i don't does every pattern make the same sense on that display it feels a bit like um duplo you know like it's 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 easy for people to pick up yeah you know yeah um and i think it's it's not for people with 34 inch widescreens it's 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 for my grandmother (laughs) yeah no i agree but i I do have a problem when they say this design language works everywhere like i think it works it works on the phone really well it works maybe on the desktop it's not perfectly elegant by any stretch but i mean then again if it is like a guideline that people can follow and they can make good things out of then maybe that's not a bad thing but i I don't think it should be just like yes material design must be everywhere like we've definitely only ever brought to android like our web app is not wouldn't say it's particularly like material design it's just it's a website i think if most apps like the average app is around like 50 percent quality with like a standard distribution from there it brings up the bottom end of that not the top end right yeah i think that's right and that's always been the case on ios as well like apple have always had you know, Higgs and guidelines and whatever, but yeah. you see the best apps are the ones that they don't ignore it, but they, they kind they of take it to the, the next level. Yeah, they stretch yeah. the rules. They do things that are different. You know, they try different paradigms. And I think that's how you get some really amazing apps. Like you don't, an app that uses all stock controls and is just pure stock and everything is, you know, looks like the system apps is not an app that's going to stand out and be amazing. I mean, that might be good for your grandmother. I don't know. I mean, some grandmas <laughs> like mine is extremely discerning, so she probably wouldn't be into that. <laughs> my grandma actually doesn't use a computer, but <laughs> I mean, I've been enjoying it on my phone a lot. I just started using Inbox. They just opened it up for Google Apps accounts. Um, I'm friends with John Mark, who I just adore his work, and I was really excited to actually finally use it, but I don't use it on web. No. I use Gmail. It has really great tools for, as far as keyboard shortcuts and everything, and it just doesn't feel the same. It's fine. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I can see that changing over time, like Gmail getting more material esque. More inboxy. How does all, uh, I actually just have no idea. How does material design cascade down to Android Wear? Like you're wearing the LG. Urbane. Uh, Urbane. Urbane. The LG Watch Urbane. I don't get kickbacks for any of these things. I should try and talk to like LG and say, <laughs> hey, they give you awards for it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, so Android Wear, a lot of people don't understand. It's, it's very locked down as an OS. So none of the manufacturers get to customize it. And the majority of things you see on there are actually pre-designed by Google. So the one time that changes is when you put apps on the phone. Like we have an app that's on there that shows you like your up next list and you can scroll through it and you can be like, yeah, bang, I want to play that one. But even in that sense, we've taken like the cues directly from some of the Google apps and it's it's still material design in the in the sense that you've got cards that you know flow over other things. But there are some bits of it that are just you know, this is how you design for something, you know, that tiny. It's not necessarily that there's a lot of shadows or elevations or things like that. I mean, the screen is only yay big. Like there's, you you don't need things overlapping over other things. There's generally only one or two layers. So, How do you feel about them trying to squeeze the same design language onto round and square screen? Uh, I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I I think it works. I think you do lose something. Obviously, when you're designing for a round screen, you have to leave a lot of the edges um with either nothing on them which a lot of google apps do or you kind of have to be comfortable with the fact that they're going to get clipped and that does limit what you can do but at some level i just prefer the design of a round watch like there's you know apple always talks about what's that thing that johnny i've said he's referencing the orology the orology (laughs) of the watch vocabulary or whatever it is but i think (laughs) if you're talking about watch vocabulary there's nothing more watchy than than a round watch you know and for me that's i want I want that first and I want everything else to come out of it. Like obviously there are some, you make some trade-offs. It's not perfect. Obviously if you something is square, you're going to see more, you're going to be able to scroll this better. But at the end of the day, I use my watch for, I've got it in like do not disturb mode now, but I use it for a watch face and then I use it for the simple cards that come up down the bottom. I don't need anything else particularly out of it. So we were arguing about this just before we came. <laughs> <laughs> Mark is not a fan of round watches, I, let me tell you. I, um, 
I actually don't agree at all. I think That's I think fine. I think rounds terrible for it. What'd you have for a watch before that? Did you wear a watch? Uh, I didn't wear a watch. So and I, years ago I wore watches, but okay, kind of yeah, whatever. I mean, I actually think uh, yeah, I, I've. I don't know about you guys, but I've do, I used to do a lot of print design and I've designed a lot of um, CD art and, and, you know, vinyl art as well. And designing for round is just the worst it's possible thing <laughs> in the world. Especially with a hole in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with a hole in the middle is just, you know, you can try and do anything and nope, can't do it. You know, it just won't work. So, um, I think for software, I'm, I'm really glad that Apple didn't go round. I thought they might have because they might have chosen... It feels jewelry-ish. Yeah, they might have chosen beautiful hardware over utility, and I'm kind of glad they didn't. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's still is amazing, very stunning piece of hardware, but I'm really glad it's kind of squarish rectangle. My favorite piece about the form factor right now, I don't love looking at it necessarily, but it feels exactly like the first iPhone, and that feels like the right place to start to me. Cause, yeah, 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 yeah. It's something they know well. Yep. You yep. saw that like side-by-side image of the... The Apple Watch and the original iPhone. I think yeah, everyone did. Like bands off and yeah. <laughs> same width, same roundness. And then you look at the iPhone six, and it's like now we just need a digital crown on the iPhone. And problem solved. <laughs> and Force Touch. I want to be able to. Yeah. What do you think about Force ah, Touch? Yes. As a usability thing. Uh, I'm not personally a fan of no Force Touch. No. Have I'm you used either. a new? Have you used a MacBook? I have the new MacBook. What do you think of it? Uh, I don't like it. I, really? No, no. It's, a, it's a, I should back up. I love the new MacBook as a piece of hardware. Mm-hmm. I love how small it is. I love the screen. Um, I actually saw that photo of yeah, yeah with yeah. the Procaster, right? Podcaster, Procaster. Yeah, I borrowed that from someone else. But um, So, I, I hated the keyboard at first. I got used to it. I still don't love it. But the Force Touch trackpad, I don't know. Like I, I don't know if it's because I know how it works or just because it's different, but it's, it's kind of louder and less clicky than- Uncanny Valley. Yeah, it could be a bit of that as well. But there's something about it that I just don't like. I, I'm quite happy to use it, but it's not as good as the trackpad that came before. And that's the one thing that bothers me. It's like- yeah, there's cool technology and yeah, it's vibrating and it feels like a click, but uh, the previous one felt better. And I know they want to make it thin and I, I accept those trade-offs. That's, I mean, I bought the thing, so. I didn't know, expect them to even put in a um, click-ish feeling thing. I thought they would just go to like tapping on it because that's what I do anyway. Oh, I don't, man. I, don't oh, that, I could take I you outside and murder you like right Yes, thank you. Why? How do you find tap with designing? Because in, in design, you, I don't you, use you, it for design. Because <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> the thing is, when you're designing, you drag so often. So it's mm-hmm. it's more about um, you know. So it's click, hold, release, drag, release. And I find I find tap. I, I use tap late at night when I'm trying to like not wake up family members and stuff. But um, I find designing really hard with it. But so the only time I ever drag on a trackpad is we have a Mac Pro for editing mm-hmm. uh, that usually my wife uses. But when I need to fill in for her in a pinch, uh, we have the Magic Trackpad and the Bluetooth keyboard because we're like sitting on the couch across from a TV that has the stuff <laughs> on. And uh, it's three finger drag. And I've actually found that really interesting. Like I I don't hate using it. it you can't miss a, like a, a drag once you have three fingers. It just always works. Okay. I need to give yeah. that a shot. Yeah, it's crazy. Obviously that only works on the, the trackpad. It doesn't work on the on the Magic Mouse. Yeah. So I use a Magic Mouse for work. Is that what you use then? Yeah, I've got a Magic Mouse, um, which I use most of the time, but I've also bought a um, Logitech MX, MX Master. Master. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind it. There's, there's some stuff I prefer about it, but um, I think I'm probably going to stick with the Magic Mouse because the, the, the XY scrolling is just really hard to, mm-hmm. to not have. So, the, you know, the actual touchpad on top. So, yeah. But the, the weight and the feel of it's kind of kind of nice. Um, oh, yeah. Just, well, it's just really strong. The Master has XY scrolling. It does, but that just means it's got a Y scroll wheel and an X scroll wheel, yeah. which is nowhere near the same as actually having ah. um, a multi-touch pad on top of it. So, yeah, Sebastian told yeah, me I could borrow his, and I'm waiting on that. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely good. I mean, it's it's one of the best mice I've ever used, but it's uh, yeah, I, I'd like some weird hybrid of the two. I think that would be awesome, but obviously, it's never going to happen. I'm so used to the Magic Mouse, but I feel like there has to be something better. And I know yeah. um, Jeff Broderick and Sebastian DeWith both use uh, the, the Razer Mamba, a gaming mouse, oh, which is crazy. Okay. Yeah. So I've also got a, a Razer Death Adder, which is, I think, a cheaper, crapper version. It's okay. not as good as the, the Mamba, but um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good. It's a good mouse, but it's, I, I, just, I just find that I, I just don't want to lose the, um, the XY scroll. The touch? Yeah, the touch, touch abilities. Just, I do like it. too good. I mean, I just feel like enough people have told me it's bad. <laughs> like, I have to be missing something. <laughs> I- I have the Magic Mouse as well, so I hated it for the first week, mm-hmm. but I forced myself to use it, and now I can't 
I can't use any other mouse. It's really weird. Like once you get exactly what Mark's saying, once you get used to just being able to swipe your finger on it and stuff, you just can't go back. Yeah. Going back to force touch, what do you guys think about force touch as like a way to bring up menus and hidden actions and things? So just the you keep pushing in. That feels so weird, and I just I just cannot get used to it at all. It just feels unnatural, and every now and again I'll trigger it by accident, and it feels like you've pushed through the trackpad because. The, the illusion is there. I've clicked down and now I'm at the bottom and then I click and it keeps clicking. It just just like <laughs> destroys the illusion. You don't know completely. what's going on. Any, any illusion that you've created at that point, you've now destroyed because now I'm pushing through the trackpad. through the And I expect my finger to come out the other side of like the laptop. You know what I mean? I don't know. Have you, have you tried it? I, I haven't tried it on a MacBook yet. You've done it on, on the watch. Yeah, I've done it on the watch. And the watch, I didn't get it at first. I thought it was kind of um, more like velocity based. So, it was kind mm-hmm. of hitting the watch. <laughs> really hard <laughs> yeah seriously i was hitting it hard now now i get how it works like you you kind of you touch and then you push further so i, I don't have any problem triggering it anymore but um i, I guess the the issue is i mean the, the good thing is it obviously makes a massive hit target on the watch and the watch is really tiny so it, it sort of works and it's kind of nice provided the functionality you're hiding under this um you know the equivalent of like a right mouse button or unix third mouse button type thing like it's you can't rely on people knowing there's going to be stuff there but if it's only for advanced stuff i think i'm i'm okay with it yeah although it does feel a bit uh, android overflow buttonish in that there was a time when android phones had a menu button mm-hmm. and you had no idea what was going to happen when you press that sometimes absolutely nothing it does feel like that absolutely. and every now and again like because i wore the apple watch for a week you'd force touch and absolutely nothing would happen like the screen does the shake thing and you're like oh okay no force touch there yes and that's what i'm like super worried about is this something that is a design problem on the apps or is it a thing that people will get used to the more people buy and it use feels like a hamburger more. button like you never know what you're going to find behind it <laughs> yeah i, I agree like that, that that is that is an issue you're just and, on I, a view and you press it down and it like bounces back and you're like oh it's about to do something because it bounced yeah. back and then nothing and then i asked Brandon, I, I just got this i'm like what are some cool things to do he's like oh force touch on the notifications and you can clear them all i'm like i would have never found that yeah. Also, if they don't put that on the phone in iOS 9, I'm going to hunt some people down because how can you, how can you still not clear all the notifications oh, yes, on the phone? I'm sitting there tapping yeah, yeah. all those X's. Yes. I just stopped clearing them. See, I, 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 I used to exit every app when I was done with it. Yeah, It, it feels a lot like that to me. I'm like, yeah, oh, I'll just yeah, leave yeah. it. That's fair enough. I, I, find, I just I want find, that to be useful. I want Notification Center to be useful, but it can't be when you're either leaving them all or you are it's, obsessively it's just a them. place to go check like the most recent ones. But even then, it's not listed in order of recency. It's, it's not. Or use app. iStat menus. It's grouped by map. It's grouped by app. Yeah. Sorry, I just love the Android pull down. Yeah, if it was, if it was grouped, grouped by, by time, date. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But sorry, Mark, I cut you off. You're about to say something. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I, f- I find the digital ground a little bit similar in that on certain screens on the watch, it will do something when you when you spin it. Others, yes. it, others it won't. And um, it's not even that, even if they give you feedback, I don't think they do it. If it does nothing, it just does nothing. Even if they did give you feedback to say, hey, by the way, there's nothing on this screen that actually does anything with the digital crown. Here's something to let you know that. Um, obviously, it lets you know when you scroll to the end. That's fair enough. That's kind of cool. I love that. That was like the first big like aha moment with the watch for me. Yeah, like, that's really cool. It feels like a rubber band. <laughs> <laughs> every, every person I saw you show it to, you are like, put it on. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. <laughs> that was just the thing that stood out to me. Is like, holy shit, they polished that. Like that feels so good. It feels like it should when when something yep. bounces back on the screen. Yep, yep, yep. So definitely, I don't know, that was my first big like, whoa, yes, I need this because <laughs> I was I was so nervous I wouldn't like it, and I spent like six hundred bucks on it. And I was like, shit, I gotta I gotta like this. <laughs> I must like it. Must like. <laughs> and that's how they win. Yep. I love that we're in an industry that will plunk down like six hundred dollars just to find out if we like something or not. Well, I knew I had to design for it. Yeah. Um, and I knew I was going to have to build apps for it because the stuff we're working on just. It, kind of suits that stuff it's it's a news app and it like headline views and things like that work really well on short form screens like this so i knew i was going to have to build stuff i was like well do i want to wear an aluminum one no yeah uh, i went through exactly the same like thoughts process in fact phil gets angry at me because the new box turns up in our office every week we excuse everything like this i'm like well i'm gonna have to develop for this it took me a long time to convince my wife that it was a, a reasonable purchase didn't go well. I keep trying to give it to her now because I want another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I, I want you that black like one. I want the black stainless steel. That looks nice, but in Australia, that's like sixteen hundred dollars. I don't know what it it's costs. It's still a lot. It's like a thousand dollars because you have to you have to get with the black link band. Yeah, which, you can't, which I you don't can't want. Buy the link band anywhere else. <laughs> that's my coworker got that. It's really nice. The yeah. black stainless steel is really slick. It, I just it looks think it looks so, so good. It looks really good, actually. Actually, well, all right. Thanks only, for rubbing it in. The downside is it collects fingerprints 
really, really bad. It looks super Have you not super seen messy. this one that collects fingerprints like crazy? I guess that's the upside of the aluminum, huh? Yeah. Aluminum, no no fingerprints, fingerprints. Yeah. <laughs> but how's it scratching and gouging? Uh, I take I, care of my things. <laughs> Thanks, Brynn. <laughs> You've had it for two days. Shut up. <laughs> you, you will bang it against the door. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty obsessive anyway. I, I just, yeah. Mine's okay right now, but I'm sure it's good. Well, you, sure. you guys aren't asking the tough questions. Who, who showers with it? Are you kidding? Are you insane? <laughs> Are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Tim Cook. I can't get a free one if it breaks. <laughs> I, I thought it was really interesting that he said that on stage, though. Yeah. Especially that, that when it's like really, it's kind of waterproof. That sounds like that. a Scoble thing. Like, yeah. That doesn't sound <laughs> like something to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you can like see the the creases behind the digital crown. I'm like, is it really worth the risk? Yeah. The answer is clearly no. It's not that hard Until to take you're it off. Cook. Although, yeah, it, is, it is not at all. I love the sport band. So when, when Bryn got band. his watch, the question I had for him was like, in for traditional watch wears, when you glance at your watch, it's because you're like trying to end the conversation. You have somewhere to go. You have something to do. He got really mad at me the first week. He's like, are you <laughs> going has, somewhere? I'm, talk, I'm talking to Bryn to standing there and, he, and he's doing this, which is no different. Than no, like, it was even worse than that because I was standing there just like <laughs> scrolling. <laughs> well, Bryn's just a jackass, but it's, it's kind of okay if you and I are chatting and like you glanced at your phone, right? But yeah. if you glance at your watch, it sends a, a much different message. Yeah, I have somewhere to be. Is, is, is that going to change? Do you think? That's what I'm wondering is like, now that I have it, I'm on the inside. I'm like, oh, but it, it really is just like glancing at my phone. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, just uh, like the phone. You have somewhere on the internet to be. No, not, <laughs> not only that, but I found you actually become more subtle at it. So I'll just like gently place my hand here and then I'll be like. <laughs> Your screen's always on. That's that true. is the benefit of the, the Android Wear. Yeah, I've got to say, I think Apple is inevitably going to do that when they no, can sort really? it. Yeah, an ambient. So the idea in Android Wear, for those that haven't seen it, is you've got the on super bright screen and you've got the ambient like always there. It's not working now because I'm flipping around <laughs> like crazy. But it goes into like a sleep state where it doesn't animate, but everything's still on screen. And that is super. Once you've experienced that, you can't go back. Like I don't like that it's luminous. Like that's the biggest problem for me. Is I feel weird having something glowing on my wrist all the time. Yeah, that's true. So in Android, where I'm sure the this thing has the same thing. You pull down one swipe to the right, and you've got theater mode, which just turns that off. So. If, if you're, you're being chased, that's being chased at night by like a serial <laughs> killer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, that's gonna be like a futuristic horror movie yeah, plot but, line. But my watch didn't shut off. They could see it through the closet door. <laughs> it's like the phone ringing. You know, your yeah. cell phone ringing when you're yeah, hiding yeah. in the closet. <laughs> oh god. So, did you get what you wanted out of IO then? Going back to like four topics ago. Uh, yeah, I, I did as a developer and as a user. I mean, you can always want for more i'm sometimes unreasonable and i want crazy things i didn't get my uh, virtual reality headset that i was expecting because they're building up to that towards the end of the keynote for those that were there they were like you know there was all this 3d stuff happening on these the wraparound screens and whatever else i'm like oh they're about to bring out something and I, I kid you not i met about 25 engineers that all work on the quote unquote vr team jean-marc does yeah, I'm like, someone's That's going it. I'm down like, they're doing here. something serious. And then they're like, here's cardboard. No, it's just cardboard. It's just cardboard. That's all it is. They're all designing cardboard. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that, Google. So I reckon something big's coming. I kind of expected it this year, personally. But apart from that, yeah, I got everything I wanted. Except I don't have it on my phone today. So there's that. What kind are of you developer concerned? are you? <laughs> are you concerned that uh, Lollipop is has such a low install rate? Like, does that affect how you guys develop your apps? No, not at all. So this is this is something when you want to talk Android fragmentation, this is something people get very wrong. So fifty percent of our install- all right, all right, go. Yeah, no, 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 correct me because I think no, no, you, asked, so you asked the right question. That's no, no, such no, it's, a common argument, right? It's, it's, it's a really good question. There's some. I'll let. I'll let yeah. So fragmentation exists on Android big time. So the two places it doesn't exist is screen resolutions. They've almost standardised on those more than iOS. Like it's actually easier to design for. We can talk about this later. Android screens. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. I do that whoa, too. You What's that? <laughs> I do Android too. It's not. It is. I don't think so. Yeah. Come if on. If you say so. I, I mean, maybe not. The I'll defer to you, Mr. Material Design Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows better? Some, some designer or someone who won the award? That's yeah. right. The first one. So anyway, putting that aside is, um, so 50% of our user base is already on Lollipop. So the, the problem people don't understand with Android is that there are literally eight times more Android phones in the world than there are iPhones. Mm-hmm. So if I say to you that Lollipop is on 10% of devices, it's actually on more devices than iOS 8, like as a number, as a raw number. So what? I'm not trying to spin you some weird like marketing thing here. Oh, just, you're just, doing like real numbers versus percentages. Yeah, so, so follow the logic here is that there are a huge segment of the Android 
market that just doesn't even buy apps. So we let's say that's fifty percent of them. We just dump those guys. Fifty percent. I made up that number. That's, okay. That's it not is. A real number. It is a bigger number. But it's a huge, it's wow. a huge chunk. Surprising. But so now you discard those that you've still got a bigger user base than iOS. Okay. And the more passionate users and the people that who care about technology and the people who buy apps have up to date phones. And every up-to-date phone now has Lollipop. You know, every phone that was manufactured in the last year or so that was a high-end model, it's it's on there. And so we see, you look at the Pocket Cast stats, and I think it's up to 56 57% of our users last time I checked. And the other part that most people don't understand is that they Google give us libraries to backport all that stuff. So we support all the way back to Android 4.1. Yep. And there's only a few little animations and things that we don't do on you know, 4.4, but everything else is just, it's no Haskell at all. You, so, you, so just to clarify for people that's, you're using new frameworks and new new stuff from Android 5, but yeah. it works in Android 4 because you just include the library in your yeah. app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Google writes a thing called the support library. They now even have the material design library, which might even let us port some of that stuff that we couldn't before back. So it's, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see Lollipop on more devices. I'd like, to, I think the biggest issue is how slow it's, it actually takes from release. So in about October, M will ship. From that point to it actually being on like a Samsung or an LG, it's probably three months, like realistically. That's just how the release cycles mm. work. So on iOS, you get it day one. That's cool. And on Android, you might get it three months after, you know, the official ship date. So that, that still is an issue. But yeah, the amount of devices Lollipop is on is not, not really an issue for us. No, thanks for explaining that. I think then I've, fallen prey to all the marketing stuff that's like oh lollipop's only on 10 percent. yeah i mean and it's like a shocking number yeah, right? you're like whoa and i think back then there used to be four percent or something but, yeah but you think about 10 percent of lollipop users is like i say it's bigger numbers wise than the amount of people running ios 8 which is when you think about it like that and when you think about it as an app developer who only want to sell apps to people who buy apps like that's the only people i care about yeah <laughs> well and a podcast app is like even moving yeah. further along the, yeah, the spectrum true. of someone that understands technology and yeah i mean we've always geared our app as a little bit uh kind of more nerdy than just like you know install and press play like it's it's quite simple but it's more geared to yeah enthusiasts so sure. you're gonna get so when are you gonna well. extend how long uh your featured apps stay up because uh, <laughs> we, we just dropped off <laughs> <laughs> well you, you actually have monica to blame for that so monica monica yeah so what happened is, it was like 30 weeks we actually maintain that list ourselves and at one point, she came to us and said, oh, what if we did it twice a week? Because she did the maths and it's it's 40-something slots. And it's podcast of the week. <laughs> yeah, you, you sit there for like 42 weeks. That's a long time to be featured by anybody. Oh, she's man, like, it was great, though. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't it? So, and she, so, yeah, she's like, why not do it twice a week? So, we're like, yeah, if you want to pick like the podcast, you know, every second time, that's, that's fine by us. So, now, yeah, you only get 20 weeks up there. Sorry. It's tough. We slipped in just in time. <laughs> we were... Yeah, we just dropped off a week ago. And honestly, that is like, you know, me being part of podcast aside, it is cool to be able to feature a podcast like yours, like, you know, other podcasts like Fragmented. And uh, I kid you not, I sit there and I just have a little thing in the background. Then you watch those numbers go up. Like some people get, you know, 5,000, 10,000 new subscribers from that, which is just cool yeah. to be able to- It's wonderful. Give like good podcasts, like a little it bit drunk of drunk with power. We were- <laughs> <laughs> the gatekeeper. Our, our first few weeks, uh, because of that, you- you actually featured us our first week. Yep. And wow. we, I think you have Chris to thank for that. Yeah, we were above cereal on the trending chart. And we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did we just win podcasting? <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of people say to us, why don't you take money for that? You know, and I'm like, Bruh. it's just the only reason we do that is to yeah, try and get- Yeah, that doesn't feel good. Yeah, it doesn't feel good at all. I mean, we probably make a lot of money like featuring podcasts in that spot, but I'm like, no, nah, that just feels dirty. And I love watching the trending chart as well. It's really cool. That's the last three days worth of subscriptions. Mm-hmm. So anyone who's subscribed to a podcast in the last three days can kind of push your thing Interesting. up in there. Yeah, and it's really cool because you in this American life is like always at the top of top yep. because it's super popular. But in trending, you actually get to see what's popular right now. And well, that's where I like find new podcasts and stuff. Developer T is still up there too. And he's yeah. great. Love Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So you're both here for WWDC. So maybe it's worth talking about what you guys are expecting and what you hope for yep. out of next week of conferences and events. How many hours long do you want this podcast to <laughs> Well, I think we've already got... Uh, you lined up for another one, too. So, I think we can do like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, we'll one, do a Marco this app. one will come out after the keynote, right? Yeah. Mm, same Wait, day. 
Mm, Wednesday. It doesn't matter. Well, you're going to release this after the keynote, and we're going to predict what's in the keynote. That's awkward. Well, either way, it's going to come out at 8 a.m. Even if it came out the day of, it'd be 8 a.m. Just like <laughs> you can listen to it in the keynote two um, hours before. Listen to it before. <laughs> here's what to expect. If you can release it here's 7 a.m., you can listen to it in the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Is it worth uh, speculating, or should we just chat? We can both come back. If- yeah. I mean, yeah, Mark, Mark crashed my podcast, so... <laughs> he, <crushed yours. laughs> he can heckle me. He looks so bitter. <laughs> what do you think M stands for? Uh, I want to say milkshake, but some people more recently have tried to convince me that it's going to be Milky Way and they're going to do one of those ridiculous... Oh God, like that was marketing. so bad. <laughs> that was the worst thing in the world. I'm sorry, anyone they that works at Google, but please never, ever, ever do that again. Surely it's marshmallow. Marshmallow sounds like oh, a good one. It has yeah. to that be. Could be good. It has to be. Meringue. Could, came to mind <laughs> but no one can spell it <laughs> i thought the material maybe but decision. that they already did material my well, material is also not a, i know M&Ms. but but, but a, like yeah it could be M&Ms. M&Ms. Okay. Specific, the specific m looks very material uh, could be mcdonald's hey just just go, with all go. In. <laughs> forget <laughs> the desserts we're just going all in on marketing baby you get the it has McDonald's the same logo <laughs> to replace the carrier logo. it has the same nutritional value as a dessert <laughs> I've got to find out, is, is that a, a requirement here that you have to list calories against everything? Because everywhere I've been, you guys are just guilting me with the, the amount of calories, Mc, like everything I'm fast buying. fast food, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's literally against every single thing. And I'm like, I just don't look at it anymore. So I have I no idea. No, not everyone does. I think so, yeah. I think they're trying, it's, I think it's a marketing thing. Uh, for McDonald's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like the opposite of a market. Guys, thing. it's only six hundred calories <laughs> for that for this single fry. <laughs> yes, that, I mean it made me. No one eats a McDonald's here anyway. So. Sam, ding ding ding, Sophus, <laughs> take a shot. All right, for context, we always mention Sam, and someone every suggested episode, somehow somehow really? he always comes up, and someone wow. suggested we make a drinking game of it. But he's been our most frequent guest too. Ben, you must. Does he? He obviously lives in San Francisco, then. Yeah. Okay. Does he live next door to you guys? Is that what's going on? <laughs> is he no. like down in the basement? Or he something? works down the street, though. Now. Yeah. Which is You've nice. got him locked. You got in a real job. Me. It's crazy. He's down there. I wish we had a basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! For those of you that missed it, that was an <laughs> evil, evil look. That was weird. <laughs> Brian's like that guy. Weird. <laughs> I wish we had a basement. <laughs> this isn't even my place. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. though, like. A basement would be perfect to record in. We wouldn't have to deal with your neighbor's dog. Oh, record, recording. That's what oh, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sam in there recording. Like recording. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With the air quotes that nobody can see because we're listening to this. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I think we're out of time now. So. Yeah, okay. So if we're going to chat with you in like three days. What do you want to uh, plug for next Monday? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get two shots at this. What, you what do you really want to sell over the weekend? Over the weekend, I don't want to sell any more pocket uh, copies of Pocket Cast because I'm trying to fix some of the server stuff at the moment. So if you could all just stop pressing the refresh button, that'd be excellent. <laughs> <laughs> just turn off your apps. Yeah, just uninstall it and reinstall it back on uh, Monday or whatever. That'd be great. Thanks. No, don't do that. Other than that, you're at Rusty Shelf. At Rusty Shelf on Twitter, uh, shiftyjelly.com. Uh, okay, I've got to clear this up as well. Is there something weird about the word shifty in America? Because everyone calls it shift jelly. They just drop the Y. No, I I, I always assume, like, I always got that it was shifty jelly. Okay. As I stutter through it. I don't know. Like, a shifty just not a word that you use? No, shift, shifty is a thing. Shifty has maybe more of, like, a negative connotation. But, I mean, your logo is clearly meant to be shifty jelly. Like, I yeah. get that. Yeah, that is It looks like a jelly from Monster Hunter. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it works. Yeah, okay. I think just check. What about you? Uh, I'm Mark Edwards on Twitter. That's Mark with a C. Uh, Bajanga.com for all of our stuff. And I guess our latest release is Scala Preview 2. So and Scala comes out tomorrow. Not, <laughs> not, not quite. I wish, I wish it was done. But yeah, we've still got a bit to go on that one. How'd you come up with the name Scala? Um, can you ask me that after we've released the beta? I can do that. Because there's a whole bunch of reasons why and there's a whole story to it. And, oh, man. And then we give away features. Oh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're going to have a part two with Mark and Russell later this week where we are going to do a post deconstruction of what happened at WWDC, what's going on with Apple and design. And we are really looking forward to that episode. So check us out again on Wednesday. Or you can live stream it tonight on Periscope. We'll be hanging out with them Monday, June 8th. 
I'm yes. not good at dates. Yep. Monday, June 8th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Check us out. We're on Periscope at Design Details FM. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a rating on iTunes or go to designdetails.fm and vote for us for Podcast of the Year at the Net Awards. We would really, really love your support. That'd be pretty great. Thank you for everyone that's done it so far and spreading the word. We really appreciate it. There's some really great podcasts up there. So, I mean, honestly, we're just honored to be among them. But if we could win, that'd be super awesome. Super <laughs> awesome. And of course, before we go, thank you as always to Icon Finder for making this show possible. Go check out iconfinder.com slash dreamicons and buy the icon set it's super super cheap ten dollars for a really beautiful icon set it goes to a wonderful cause it goes to a wonderful cause a hundred percent of the money being raised is going to a charity called i have a dream which helps terminally ill children have one of their dreams come true so if you're in need of icons want to support designers want to support the community and support the i have a dream foundation go to iconfinder.com dream icons thank you again to icon finder for making this episode possible i'll see you on wednesday with the same exact people. Yes. We've never done that before.